You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Welcome to your weekly dose of grumpy middle-aged men getting worked up about things that really shouldn't matter as much as they do. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show... Princess Diana wasn't ever one of the world's most beautiful women. I don't care how cool you think your restaurant is. Serve my food on a fucking plate. I don't want my food on a shovel. I don't want it on a slate. I don't want it on a fucking breadboard. I had a massive toe-to-toe argument with Carol Decker about who the best character on Bob the Builder is. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mildly Controversial podcast. Um, Hi, Baz. How are you, pal? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Very, very good. The first thing I want to talk to people this week about is um, I want to appeal to everybody to do a collective act of shithousery, okay? I think this is. I had this idea the other day, and I think it'd be really funny, okay? Right, talk me through this. What I want everybody to do is, the night before bin day, be the first to put your bin out and deliberately put the wrong one out, okay? (laughs) So everyone in your street, because nobody really knows what, bin day is what bin day yeah they don't know when it's green bin black bin whatever so if you you make sure the night before bin day that you're the first to put your bin out deliberately put the wrong one out okay wait for your street to fill with the wrong bins and if you have to on actual bin day take the day off work so you're still in when the bin man comes and as you see him coming down the street switch yours to the right one Uh, I mean, we're going to get cancelled, basically. I just think <laughs> it would be fucking hilarious. And I've even th- I've, I've definitely thought too much about this, Baz, but I've thought a bit now is that sometimes there is one person on the street who knows what bin day it is, right? Yeah. And it's usually quite an old person who's got nothing, you know, nothing else going on in their life, so they've got that thing on the fridge that tells them by date what it is, right? Oh, that's mildly controversial. So they might put the right one out in in spite of everyone putting the wrong one out okay yeah but here's the kicker someone who's put the wrong one out will probably think oh look Derek up the road's put the wrong one out i'll switch it for him <laughs> so they'll think they're doing a really kind thing and they're going to switch Derek's bin to the wrong one and you're going to be the only person in your street that gets the right bin emptied that week i just think it would be brilliant i think if if, if um if collectively everybody comes together and does it um, and we just send that little little seeds of shithousery out to streets across the kingdom. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, th- there you go. Let's 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 do this as a collective, uh, as the British public. <laughs> I reckon my next one's going to be uh, probably away from mildly controversial, but for me, it's mildly controversial. I tell you this: Princess Diana wasn't ever one of the world's most beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Go on. Well, so at a time when she was uh, uh, like in the press the most, she was always voted, oh, she's the most beautiful woman on the planet. And I get, and also I know it's subjective, but obviously the kind of the numbers of people that were always saying, oh, she is the world's most beautiful woman. And I was just kind of going, yeah, that's just because she's Princess Diana. I think if she was just still Diana living in London working, she wouldn't have been called, you know, her old sort of dowdy self. She wouldn't have been called the most beautiful woman on the planet. My take on that, Baz, is that um, I think she was beautiful. And I think that the reason people said she was one of the most beautiful women 
uh, in the world is because most women in the 80s were frumpy monsters. <laughs> you've, you've now made it more controversial. <laughs> <laughs> you look back on pictures of the 80s. It's just, and, and do you know what? I was, I was looking at this, I was watching this program and this guy was going around a stately home. Um, and it shows like women from like the 1600s. And it's like, fucking hell, they're like manatees. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh dear God. And they were, and, and, and obviously a portrait of somebody is going to be painted in the best possible light. And they all look, their faces like melted wellies. Well, I think this brings on slightly to the subject of makeup. Okay, because let's face it, the, the 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 pictures that you're talking about from that period weren't really like made up faces. And in fairness, during that period that we're talking about, some of those, a lot of people, even royalty, were downright dirty. Mm. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. washing wasn't a thing, was it? Yeah. Yep. Nope. And if you had water in your house, then you were you were literally were the landed gentry. Yeah. So so yes, there there was a, it's a well known thing, isn't it? The, the reason why a lot of the you know the the, the most famous women at that time wore wigs is because they had lice and they shaved their heads. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, like getting back to Diana at the time, she had all the best stylists that you know that money could buy. Uh, and she was presented and given all the best dresses and like photographed in the most you know amazing way. I just think like it's one of those things with all those things you could make somebody and also in the press and people saying it uh, she was pushed up there. I don't. I always used to say she's not that attractive. Mm. She's not. She's not that attractive. Mm. And I know it's subjective. I t- totally get that. But I think there were probably more popular people that sort of filled that role that weren't called that because. You know, they weren't given the same opportunity. That's yeah. my that's my take on it. Uh, look, I mean, back then. So we're talking what we're talking, kind of late eighties, early nineties, really, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I don't know when she died, um, but yeah, like <laughs> she, she, twenty she, years she, ago, she, was it? Yeah, I think it's just been just been celebrated. Is it twenty years? That's definitely when she stopped being attractive, wasn't it? Yeah. That, <laughs> that was that was the cut off. That was nothing, the point. Nothing more about that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was um, yeah. Look, uh, look. I, 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 I didn't, I didn't have pictures of her on my wall as I was growing up. Do you know what I mean? No. You know, she was no, um, she was no Kim Wilde. Um, she, she was my one. For the, for anybody not watching the, the YouTube, I've just done a big thing. Thumbs up. <laughs> I met you. I met Kim Wilde once at um, a friend of ours. Um, her, her sister was um, one of the singers in Heaven Seventeen. And um, you know when they do all these kind of retro shows and like they they do the big arena retro shows and they get loads of them out to do a big like eighties revival night sort of thing. Um, we were invited to go along um, to the after party, um, so we went along to the gig. Uh, didn't get backstage at the gig, but we were invited to the after party, which was at the hotel where they were all staying there. So we were in the bar, um, and Kim Wilde, uh, Carol Decker, Paul Young. Um, and a few other randomers, uh, obviously Heaven 17, um, were all there. And um, yeah, Kim Wilde. And I was just like, I, 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 all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, it's Kim Wilde. It's Kim Wilde. So yeah, I went to chat with Kim Wilde. And um, I, uh, I was working for Kellogg's at the time, so I uh, promised her a, a year's supply of Cocoa Pops because her kids liked them. And yeah, that night, I had, uh, I had a massive toe-to-toe argument with Carol Decker about who the best character on Bob the Builder is. 
So that is just that's uh, that's less of a reflection on the characters of me and Carol Decker, more a reflection of how shit faced we were. <laughs> In fairness, that's uh, that's a pretty random conversation to have with anybody, isn't it? Yeah, well, we started talking about kids and stuff and said, oh, yeah, my daughter's into Bob the Builder. She said, oh, I love watching Bob the Builder with the guy. I was like, yeah, I do too. And I was right, who's your favourite? And she said Lofty, right? And I was like, if you've not seen Bob the Builder, right, Lofty is like the cherry picker thing. That's why he's called Lofty, right? Yeah. He's a pussy because he's the one who was like, you know, when he's like Bob the Builder, he goes, can we fix it? All of them go, yes, we can. And then Lofty goes, well, I think so. I was like, Fuck off then. Go on, get out. <laughs> I, Bob the Builder, am trying to breed some positivity into this team. And you're there just sucking the life out of it. <clears throat> anyway, I, I, I better stop there. Otherwise, I'm going to go full on straight back into... I'm going to get flashbacks to that night when me and uh, me and Carol Decker nearly came to blows. So we just had to conclude who you thought was the best character. I can't even remember. I think it was Dizzy, uh, the cement mixer. I, I can't even remember. But I was... I, I was this is like I said. This is a, an indication of how pissed I was that night, Baz. I was fucking furious that Carol Decker's favourite character, Bob the Builder, was Lofty. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, just before we move on, I should just clarify that uh, Prince Diana died on the thirty first of August, nineteen ninety seven. So twenty five years. Nineteen ninety seven. There you go. Yeah. Uh, just, just in case people write in. <laughs> <laughs> or, or this this may lead on to a, another standalone edition. Or did she? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. hold on, <laughs> hold on, Baz. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> right, Baz, I'd like your thoughts on this, Baz. I don't care how cool you think your restaurant is, serve my food on a fucking plate. Oh. Right? I don't want my food on a shovel. I don't want it on a slate. I don't want it on a fucking breadboard, right? I want everything on a plate. I don't want my chips in a little fucking metal bucket, or even worse in a tiny little version of a basket that goes into a deep fryer, right? Fuck off with all that. <laughs> Just serve me food on a plate. If your food's good, I'll rate it. Stop fannying around with all the stuff. It's not cool. It just, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, so, in in the most, I agree with you. Because I've mm. done the same thing where you go to, like when I was used to eat meat, we'd go to a steak place and they'd always have it on a, on a chopping board. Mm. Yeah, with the knife stabbed in the top of it so you could, you know, cut up yourself or yeah. cut more of it. And I guess that's the, those kind of places are, they, they're kind of trying to add a bit of amusement and uh, whimsical whimsicality to their food. Because I quite like, yeah, and you'll, you, you'll disagree with you, when you get those things, you know, a mass chef where they serve a, a chicken and chips in a, like a, a Kentucky fried chicken box. But that's oh. for show. No, but yeah, but that's literally for show, isn't it? There's no other yeah. reason why you'd have it. No, no, I'm not having it. And it's just, I mean, there's a wider point as well. It's like there's a there's a restaurant. I think it's in there's a restaurant. I think it might be in Shorten that's called the Laundrette, right? Yeah. Because the place used to be a Laundrette. But do you know what? If you open a restaurant in an old Laundrette or an old bank. You don't have to have that as the fucking theme for your restaurant forevermore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In this place, it was called the Laundrette, and it had like all the all the names of the dishes were related to being a Laundrette, and the price. You know the um, you know the things that tell you like the uh, allergens in it and stuff. They were all like washing symbols, and it was like and and the prices didn't say pounds. It was like the number of the dial. 
of you know what uh, of the of the washing machine. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, seriously though, just fuck off, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not eating there, and I have never eaten there just because I just think like themed restaurants and shit. In fact, the only good themed restaurant. Um, and it is getting a bit tired now, but I still do like it, is those Karen restaurants. Oh, I don't know this. You've not seen the Karen restaurants? No. Mate, they are phenomenal. It's where the staff are deliberately rude oh, to sorry. you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It started in America, didn't it? Yeah, well, uh, yeah I don't know, yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. that. I think, I yes. think Australia as well. Like, okay, uh, maybe. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's one in Presswich. I just love that. I yeah. love that. They, yeah, yeah. They just, like, they go in and say, what? You know, throw them, they throw the menu at you and say, like, fuck do you want? And I, oh, it's like, it's, oh, it's my birthday. It's like, so we've all got birthdays. What the thing I just fucking love that. Really, really love it. Really love it. I um, I went to a place in London. I, I think it's shut down now. And I want to say it's the, it's a Chinese restaurant. I want to say it was the, the Donkey or something like that. It had a slightly sort of different name, but I the didn't. The Donkey? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was called yeah. the donkey. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't a pub. Yeah. So anyway, I'm <laughs> we going down a donkey for a couple of pints. I, my cousin took me there because we went to uh, we went to a gig. We went there first, and uh, I was I got served, and the woman was really rude. And mm. I was like, so I said to my cousin, oh, "She's fucking rude." He went, oh, "No, no, it's 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 the thing here." I was like, "What? What? What? What do you mean the thing?" But they basically don't talk to you; they just scowl at you. And if you ask them, they just sort of rip what, 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 what sorry, they just scowl at you and they just tear something off the table. And they come back and they they literally you know drop the plates from three or four inches high. <laughs> and I was, but the, I, and I guess most people that go to those places know they're going to have that experience. This place was yeah. completely because completely, there wasn't that kind of thing when you came in where they were rude to you. It was just when they were serving you, right? And, and like I was just oh okay, that's the thing. He said, oh yeah, no, it's been a thing here for years. And people literally, you know, all all the waiters off are just rude to you. And I was like, okay, brilliant. Like, no, that wasn't even a theme. Maybe <laughs> that just went, I, I don't think that was a theme, Buzz. I just think that, that, that was just a restaurant run by twats. <laughs> it used to be really popular. Um, yeah, no, so that, um, that, that theme... Oh, no, getting back to restaurants. Mm. Um, I, I'm yeah, get, gonna, yeah get, get, getting back to the point, which was put my food on a plate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a stab here and say that you, you have probably eaten in some of, you know, some of the world's best restaurants in your former life as a mm. you know, in, in your corporate world I, i've eaten a few as well and there you know, were experiences but none of them do that shit no i've eaten at um what is widely regarded as the finest seafood restaurant in dubai right yeah and dubai don't piss about with shit restaurants by the way so yeah. that, that's quite a quite a high um um quite high praise uh, it's very expensive very like posh right but yeah there was none of that. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Everything was on a plate, and it all looked beautiful. Do you know what I mean? So it had a bit of the kind of like the everything's got to be presented beautifully and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which I kind of don't really mind. But in that environment, right? Because that was a phenomenally expensive posh restaurant. Yep. Don't mind it in that where they, you know, it's 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 good. There's everything's got to look beautiful, and you have got little dribbles of of sauce around the plate and all that kind of stuff. I don't mind that. And the way they present stuff on MasterChef and stuff, I don't mind it. What I object to is places that think they're cool by, like I say, like giving you a fry up on a fucking shovel. Yep. Or or, or just like steak and chips comes on a breadboard with like, instead of just a bowl of chips where I've got a decent amount, you've got like six 
and are um, and they're like big fat ones like fucking Jenga. Do you know what I mean? Just just fucking give me a steak and chips. Do you know what I mean? Steak and chips on a plate. <laughs> well, so th- I'm going to blame one person for this thing who probably is been at the forefront of it for years. Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. Well, he's just get, he, he's become a. He's become a caricature of himself now, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's, yeah, oh, yeah. you've got to do this, and it comes with a little cloud of gas and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like, well, I never ate the Muddy Duck, but I know somebody who did, and they said they had a dish there where uh, they brought a speaker to the table which was had the sound of seagulls on the beach, and they, they sprayed a mist of seawater as you ate. I mean, that's, that's wanky, isn't it? Fucking hell. That <laughs> is just... You'd just be like... Is your food no good then? Why, why, why have you got to sell it to me like this? Do you know what I mean? Well, he got done for food poisoning, didn't he? So, <laughs> no, maybe that's he's too busy spraying fucking seawater at people. <laughs> yeah, no, so yes, uh, once again, I was going to disagree with you, and then I realised exactly your point. So, yeah, and, and, uh, well, Buzz, when I worked in the corporate world, I wish. Um, you were one of my suppliers and I could negotiate with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have got a really fucking good deal because I just need to say a few things and you go, yeah, all right, you can have it for now. That's why I'm the world's best assistant. I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You're very well behaved as a uh, as a sidekick. Shall we move on to uh, like the first first one of our moderately controversial opinions then? Go on then, Baz, what are you going to do? Right, so I'm going to do this one. This is, this is, I think, is a sign of getting old, but I think that forgetting to press send on a text message is a real thing. You weren't just ignoring somebody. I've done it a few times where somebody says, oh, um, did you get my message? And I'm like, oh, I know I, I re- replied to you. You open up WhatsApp, go in there, and there it is, sat there, unsent. You're like, oh, shit. And it, probably has, and it also has no relevance now because it's like three or four days old. So you, you send that first and you go, sorry, it's been sat me out. If you had an outbox, it would be that, that situation. But yeah, I've done it loads of times. And do you know what? There's, the problem with that is that there's no evidence that that is the case. There's no evidence that you haven't just fucking ignored someone and then when you've been pulled up and it gone, oh, no, honestly, I did. I had it there. Oh, look, I just didn't press send. It's a bit, it's a bit dog ate my homework for, as an excuse, isn't it? I, I have used it, to be fair. <laughs> exactly. So it does happen in real life, oh. but it is also the easiest excuse for not getting back to someone. You've literally just given me the idea of how you can prove that you did that, even if you didn't. How? You type it out. You type it out. Then you do a screenshot of it unsent. Then you then you can prove that you didn't send it. <laughs> but that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> well, no, because it's obviously it shows that it's still sat there unsent. Yeah, but you could literally just go, shit, I never got back to them. Right, I'll type it out, screenshot it, and send it to them and say, see, look. Yeah, but we're the first people to think of that. <laughs> but the only the only way you can get around that is screenshot everything before you send it. Oh, yeah. And then if you do screenshot something before you send it, then pre- pre- forget to press send. You're a fucking idiot. So it's... <laughs> I'm not sure it's much of a solution, Baz. Well, I realise it's flawed, but uh, yeah, I think we, we might be the first people to instigate this thing. Go, oh, no, look, look, here's a screenshot. But it's one of those weird things, isn't it? It's because, like, quite often I'll go, oh, yeah, no, I'll get to that. And then you realise it's three days ago since you actually said you were going to get to it. Well, in my business, I, uh, I say to all my clients, if you send me an email... Can you please send me a WhatsApp telling me you sent me an email? <laughs> if you send me an email, it'll be swamped under all kinds of... Because I tell you what, let's let's just do a quick um, a quick look at... Okay. Um, unread... I know some people... This triggers a lot of people because a lot of people hate untidy um, inboxes. 
Um, but do you want to guess how many unread emails I've got, Buzz? Uh, well, I know how many I've got, so I, I, I'll never go. Oh, at this yours. could be a little bit of a top Trump situation. How, yeah. how many? Uh, right. So I'm going to say you've got five five thousand. Okay. Um, how many have you got? Uh, so I'll prove it. I've got twenty-seven thousand eight hundred twenty-nine. Oh, Baz, that's that's that, that, that's quite a significant number. <laughs> Although it is massively dwarfed by mine. Go on. Mate, I've got three times as many. I've got 74,250 unread emails. Oh, my God. I, do you know what? I'm so pleased you've done that. I can prove it. If you can. There you go, at the top. All inboxes. <laughs> all, all inboxes, 74,250. Well, yeah, just to prove then also that I've still I've got a sort of fairly smallish number compared to yours is I've got twenty seven thousand. Wow, yeah. there you go. But it's just a quick question: Did you steal that phone off a seven year old girl? This one? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. only one step short of a fucking Hello Kitty cover. That mate, well, what's going on? Well, so it's, this is this is because it's mildly controversial. That I obviously work I work in a, a sector where there are a lot of traditional people. Yeah, let's, let's be clear. So I turn up with obviously nail varnish quite often when I go to a job and loud socks. Uh, and I thought the other thing that causes a, a bit of con- controversy amongst a certain age group is having a pink phone. I'm not judging you at no. all because I, I know you very well, obviously, and you have, uh, for those that aren't watching and are just listening, Baz um, has often got painted nails, flowery shirts, uh, brightly coloured socks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't come as a surprise. It did just look like you'd nicked a phone off a kid. It did. <laughs> well, when mine blew up, there was a there, there was a couple of like girls in the street that had them. I thought, oh, right, I'm having that phone. Yeah. What have you got, Mike? I've got one here that I think could be um, the least mildly controversial Ooh. that we've had in terms of... Is that right? I'm, I'm, is that probably a double negative? It was deliberately supposed to be a double negative. I got the, I got the gist of it anyway. Yeah, it's um, this might be the least mildly controversial and the closest to actually controversial. Winning the women's Euros did not end 56 years of hurt, and nobody really thinks it did. Ooh, ooh, okay. There was a lot of talk of it. Don't get me wrong, there was a lot of hype about the the women's Euros. I watched an awful lot of it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was on holiday for a lot of it. I insisted that where we were staying, put it on the big screen and all that kind of stuff. So this isn't a, the women's Euros was shit or women's football is shit. Women's football is not shit. Women's football is really good. It's much better. 15 years ago, women's football was shit. Yeah. It was really shit. Great. But now they've uh, you know, stuck a load of money into it. Um, and um, thank you to Roman Abramovich. That is controversial, but he was the one who pumped loads of money into uh, into at Chelsea becoming a professional side. Oh. Anyway, the standard since they've been, been professional is fantastic. Um, the achievement was incredible. Um, seeing people walking around with women's names on the back of England shirts, I think is brilliant. All of those things are really, really good. But winning the Euros this summer, the women's Euros this summer, is nowhere near as important as if the men had won it. Okay. And and just in terms of, you know, the, 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 the facts are there, is that it's just, um, you know, it, it was, I did a bit of research, Baz. Um, the women's final was watched by 17 million people. One seven. One seven. One seven. Yeah. Uh, the men's one, a year earlier, was watched by 31 million people. Yeah, yeah. So, 
broadcasters are rightly including women on panels and things like that, which I think is a great thing to do. But they've also started to deliberately lump the men's and the women's game together, which is fucking nonsense. Yeah, I agree. There was a striker, um, and she only needed... Apparently, she only needed one goal to equal Wayne Rooney's goal-scoring record. I was like, nah, but that's not the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The women's game and the men's game, it's the same sport, but it's completely... You can't compare records across the two. Yeah. And also, this could be controversial, but if you're going to include women's football into this whole thing of, oh, we haven't won anything for 56 years, um, you have to include things like the disability teams and, you know, the, the, the there's a cerebral palsy team, there's a there's an amputee team, there's a a deaf team, there's a there's a blind team, there's all of these kind of things who win stuff all the time. The under twenties won the World Cup in twenty seventeen. The under nine yeah. the under nineteens won the Euros in twenty seventeen and a month before the women won it. So it was only a month of hurt, if you put it so do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is yeah, it like, yeah. I'm not at I'm not slagging off women's football because I think the advances that have been like in the last 10, 15 years, phenomenal. I really enjoyed watching it. I probably won't watch any women's Super League, um, yeah. you know, th- their version of the Premier League, but I will definitely watch more England internationals and when there's a tournament on, I'll watch every single one, which I did this time. Um, but yeah, just saying that like, it, it just, it felt, re- it felt on the verge of patronising to the women's game to say, oh, it's ended 56 years of hurt. And I was like, I reckon if you'd have asked the women's team, do you think you winning the Euros has ended 56 years of hurt in football fans in this country, England football fans in the country? I think they might have gone, nah, it might have taken a bit of the edge off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's definitely not ended it. <laughs> so, so my take on this is uh, so I was... I was prepared before you gave your reasons to um, to disagree with you slightly, just because obviously football's football. But actually, mm. I've said a few times the same thing you just said. It's the same sport, but it's a very different game, isn't it? It's played at yeah. a different level, yeah. uh, you know. And also, uh, but now you've made the point about the other teams, the, dis- you know, the disabled teams, and, and the various other sports, and, and they've won it in the under twenties. You're quite right, actually. Mm. I think I think the, you know the song where you know. You know it's a number of years, 30 years of her, the original one, was made about that 66 world final, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was made uh, about that team. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, so, yeah, no, I'm going to change my mind without without coming back <laughs> with what I was going to respond with uh, and say, yeah, no, you're right. You are quite right. Well, but it goes along the same lines as um, people who like rugby might not like rugby league. Hmm. I mean, it's played on the same pitch with the same ball. Very different game. Yeah. The both shit. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another thing about women's football is um and they say oh it's lovely because you know the kids can be there it's a really nice atmosphere there's never any trouble there's a you know you can sit intermingled and stuff and the reason you can do that is because it doesn't matter as much yeah, yeah okay yeah right? and it's fact there's not as much at stake the reason that football it's you know there is this thing of like you know this you know there is Occasionally, there is there, there, there is like tempers get flared and, and you know and, and all of that kind of thing and, and and it's like it's quite tribal and things like that. It's just it's because it matters more because there's more at stake. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but, do you yeah. know what I mean? Because there's you know 
relegation from the Premier League costs five hundred million pounds or whatever, and it's this, that, and the other. It's and it's just and and, and this is also because um, that these teams have been around for generations and generations, and there's there's loads of things that have gone on in the past, loads of historical things that have happened that still matter and stuff. So the tribalism in football, in men's football, is there because. It's been very well supported and it's been very, you know, it's been part of culture for over a century. And back in the day, it really was kind of the only outlet that people have got and, and all that kind of stuff. So there's all those kind of stuff. Whereas women's football is really good to watch, but if your team loses in women's football, it doesn't matter as much. And that goes back to the 56 years of her not actually having finished. Someone being strangled in the background. I've got the door open to keep some air coming through. It's just kids outside. Shut oh, up! <laughs> <laughs> so, are you sure it's just kids? It sounds like there's a murder in progress out the back there. I'm not going to confess to having a basement. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Is it my go? Yeah. All right. Okay. This. This. I like musical movies. I think they're brilliant. Okay. Expand on that one because I do have quite strong views on this. Right, so like, do you remember when La La Land came out and it was all everyone was going on about it being this fantastic film? And I was like, mm, I, can't, I can't see that. It's, it's a film, and then they they go to music. It's actually fa- it's fucking brilliant. It's a great film because uh, it has a story running through it as conventional, but obviously it just goes off into. Have you ever seen The Fisher King? Um, I haven't seen that, Buzz, because it's a film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, you know, you know oh, that I yes. hardly ever watch movies, Baz. <laughs> when we've done, that's why when we did a TikTok quiz, I said, can you please not have a movie round? Otherwise, I'll get no questions right because I never watch movies. You did better than I did. I seemed to recall as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I just, I, I was always prepared to hate on them until I watched them. Then I go, oh, actually, when they're done well, they are, you know, let's, let, let's get rid of cats because cats was dog shit, but. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> if it's in the film Dogs, it's cat shit. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I hold up things like The Greatest Showman. Um, Not seen it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, they're, they're good feel, good films. I and mean, when they're done well, they're done brilliantly. That's... I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference um, with films that have got a lot of music in them and musicals where all the dialogue is like... Yeah. Sung, sang? Sung, sang. That's the name of that Chinese you went to. <laughs> Sung Sang. That's what it was. Probably need to edit that bit out, to be fair. I don't think so. <laughs> it's mildly yeah, so, controversial, Buzz. So, yeah, that, that's what taken it. I, I was prepared to hate on these things until I watched them and I go, oh, they're fucking brilliant. Like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody is is a musical. Yeah, not seen it. Okay, yeah. But, yeah. Because it's a film. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, now look, I mean, I've seen Mamma Mia, quite like Mamma Mia. Yeah, um, but the thing with Mamma Mia is there's a load of dialogue in between the songs. Yeah, and Grease, brilliant movie. Yeah, it's I wouldn't say Grease is a musical. I say it's a film with a lot of music in it. Do you know what well, I mean? And they do the, seem like, yeah. but there, there's a lot of dialogue in between the songs. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the original, like almost like the opera version of musicals where there is no dialogue and everything is just a song? Pretty like, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or it, or it's just songs leading into songs leading into songs leading into songs. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Where Whereas, look, I'll give you a great example. Is um, a film that has got a phenomenal amount of music in it, 
um, but it's also got a lot of dialogue and a brilliant storyline, is The Blues Brothers. Yes, yeah, yeah. The original Blues Brothers. Phenomenal film. Yeah. Absolutely. Ph- Speaking of films, like, you know I said like, I don't watch many films, and you, and you know this. Um, I, was, uh, I was having a chat with my brother, um, when he was over, and he was saying, "Oh, has Shay seen this? Has Shay seen that?" I said, "I don't really watch movies." So me and Shay have now got a list of stuff that he's recommended we should watch together. Some oh. stuff I've seen, some stuff I haven't. Brilliant. Me, me, and my son watched two films last night. We watched, um, oh, what were they? We watched Happy Gilmore. Yep. And Airplane. Two of those in my top ten. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> And he, 12 years old, he said, Happy Gilmore was an eight and Airplane was a nine. There you go. So as soon as I realised that he gave um, Airplane nine out of ten, Police Squad, Naked Gun, straight on the list, and we're going to watch them as well. So we've got a, lo- we've got a lo- list of loads of classic films we're going to go through, um, stuff he's not seen, some of the stuff I haven't even seen. Like, I haven't seen Austin Powers, so that's on the list. Yeah, that's, yeah they can, those sort of films can bypass people, even who do like films. Mm. But mm. yeah, go back to the Naked Gun and all those types of films and Airplane. They they do well because they have got that bizarre, like almost fourth wall thing where someone just goes off and they're talking within a film about something that's yeah. not related to it at the time. It's like the Airplane thing, you know, some of those things were brilliant in there. Like the, yeah, exactly. The Shirley well, gag. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, all of those things and um, and the fact that it's, there's just loads of, there's loads of puns, there's loads of silly slapstick humour. I thought Shay was going to piss a kidney when... They, 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 I don't know if you remember it, but the, the stewardess, there's a, there's a girl on a hospital bed with a drip in her arm, and she's singing a song, and she's getting into it, and she does that, and it knocks the, uh, knocks the drip out of her arm. And she's going... <laughs> but everyone's joining in with the song. I thought Shay was going to piss a kidney. He was howling, laughing so much, man. Well, it's like the scene where someone's losing it on the plane, and the stewardess comes up and slaps that person first, and there's a whole procession of people. The last one's got a mace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like increasingly violent weapons. Uh, he, he loved that bit as well. So. It was all good. It was all good. So, so what musicals have you seen, Mike? The, the... <sighs> like I say, I've seen I've seen Mamma Mia, um, Mamma Mia, Greece. Um, I'm going to count Blues Brothers yeah. as a as a musical. Um, that's probably it. Certainly Solid. none of the modern ones. Um, I've heard Hamilton's good. Yeah, you've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I've heard Hamilton's good, and uh, but yeah, and I haven't seen Greatest Showman. It's just not really. I don't know. I know maybe I, I maybe I should watch it and see see what I think. But um, yeah, it just it, it just doesn't feel like my bag. Well, so. Mostly, we can agree on that one then. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to sit here and go, no, I, I can't sit here as somebody who hardly watches movies. I can't sit here and go and disagree with you saying musical movies are good. I can't say, no, they're not the shit. Because <laughs> I don't watch them. Do you know what I mean? I haven't seen La La Land, Hamilton, uh, The Greatest Showman. So I can't sit here and say they're all shit because I've never seen them. So so that one, that, that motion's carried on that one, guys, just by default. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't get voting rights on that one. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you've got a hundred percent record of liking the two ones you've seen. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, three. Greece, Mamma Mia, and um, there you go. Yeah. and Blues Brothers. There you oh, go. So it, it, it's a very, it's a very small uh, um, survey, but we've got this. Yeah, mate. That one gets approved. That's in. Uh, Button flies are a fucking stupid idea. Right? And I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've done a bit of research, Baz. The zipper was invented in 1913. That is a fucking tremendous way of sealing up that gap at the front of your trousers. Clever, right? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Before that, it used to be like laces and buttons and stuff, right? I don't know why we've regressed back to putting button flies on jeans because there's nothing more frustrating than when you're desperate for a piss. Usually in a pub, you run into that and you've fucking, you, you, your hands turn into fucking boxing gloves and you can't get the buttons undone. Why? Why, why, did, why did they go? Right, this, this thing that's been around for 100 years, the zipper um, on jeans, the zip fly on jeans, Brilliant. Why did they regress and go, no, let, let, let's go back to buttons? It's like going into um, a, 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 an electrical shop and saying, I'd love one of those 80-inch ultra HD 4K screens, but can I have it in fucking black and white? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's a better way of doing it now. Don't go back to when it was shitter. <laughs> I've been in shops and I've gone, I like those. I'm, I'm prepared to pay for me Levi's. It might be 120 quid or whatever. I'm prepared to shell out for decent jeans like that. Then I found they've got a button fly and I've gone for, I've just gone, do you know what? I'll just get some out of like Primark. I'll get some out of Primark, 15 quid, zip fly, then I'm done. Right. Okay. So I've got a slight counter to this. I mean, in fairness, I've never really thought about it because like since button jeans are about, I found myself now, even when I go for a piss of like, you know, when I'm out, of unzipping and undoing my belt, even with a zip anyway, like I would do with button flies. It's just become such a habit. But undoing I, your belt and going all the way down with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's just become such a habit. Well, do you know what? Maybe maybe that's when I was going wrong because I was I wasn't undoing the belt and unbuttoning from the top. I was trying to ferret the buttons open halfway down. Oh no, that's the yeah no. Like, well, do do you currently have any? Button, you probably don't have any button trousers, do you now? I, ha- I, ha- I have some, yeah. Yeah, just that, like it's it's just an easy thing for go ding ding ding, unbutton all the way down because they don't I mean, fall. But, 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 Baz, but Baz, you might have uh, you, you might have uh, you've changed my world there, but I still don't like them. But on that subject, right, of different approaches um, to accessing your gentleman vegetables when you go for a wee wee yeah um <laughs> what have you got so pc on that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I just, I just love the phrase gentleman vegetables anyway on the subject of different ways to access your gentleman ve- vegetables when you go for a piss right yeah i genuinely when i was working at kellogg's i'm not going to say the person's name just in case yeah but this person was director level i'm talking board level yeah right and while i went in to the toilet, and they were an um, urinal one or urinal one. Take you, you know, take your pick on how you pronounce it. Yep. And there was only another one next to it, right? He was there with like he'd gone undone, undone from top down, and he had both his hands on the wall. <laughs> he had two hands on the wall while he was pissing, and I, I, I thought this is just. This is the, this is like something. This is like a circus act. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. But the worst one, though, right, is a guy that I was. He used to do it to take the piss. Um, but every so often he would go to the he would go to the urinals. And he would unbutton his trousers and pull the whole lot down round his ankles. Little boy pissing. The- <laughs> it's called it's, it's it's called little boy pissing. Oh, is it a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
was, he did that. He did that in a work environment, and I was just like, "You are, you just mental, man." I mean, in a work environment, it's weird. But I've been on many a stag do where we've said, like, particularly ones that we have in England, not that we have many now. That everybody, when you go for piss, you have to do little boy pissing. So, you, <laughs> so you have to put them all the way down to the floor, and, I, and if you get caught doing it incorrectly, there's a forfeit. Wow! <laughs> wow! I, I, I want to get back to the buttons and the zips. So yes, go on. There's a lot of the digressing here that will not make it for the thing, but it's great. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So um, yeah, it obviously goes back to a previous podcast where you obviously do like to have a sit down wee, but <laughs> you, oh, but not in public. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not in. Not, not in um, and did. that's my problem. It's like that my problem with bottom flies is not when I'm at home. Yes. Where I I will I'll have a sit down wee anyway, so it doesn't make that much difference. Still, it still still takes longer to get them undone and get them done up again. Yeah. Um, but no, the the problem isn't that. The problem is uh, like. When, when you're out on the piss and you just think, right, because I've got this thing, right, this is oversharing, but hey, everyone here is friends. Um, <laughs> I've got this thing, like, my body just goes, uh, my bladder will go, nah, it's all right, you don't need a piss. Nah, it's all right. You, know. you need one now! Yeah. And, and there's, there's nothing in between, right? So I've got this thing where I've just got to go, and, and, and the number of times I've been, like, like I say, like, trying to undo me bottom flies, Perhaps incorrectly now, as you've uh, as you've given me a, a, a great strategy um, to uh, undo belt and button down from the top. Yeah, that's uh, I, I like that. I'll take that. I'll get that on board. But no, I was just trying to undo like maybe t- two, maybe three of the buttons. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I say, when you need when you really need a piss, it's like your hands are boxing gloves. It's impossible. Two things I'd like to unpack before we finish this subject. Uh, the first one is. Probably if you're built bigger in, that, in your vegetable department, you probably need to unzip it all the way down anyway and you can't get it through the button gap. But <laughs> here's Not the thing. Not a problem, Buzz. Yeah, yeah, me either. Um, <laughs> I haven't got the button hole. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So I'm gonna, my argument against the zip is for anybody who's ever, when they were younger, caught their appendage in a zip. Yeah, but look, see, I was thinking about this, Buzz, and yep. I get it, right? yep. and I get it. It's like people who have caught their the, um, the knob in the zip, right? It's horrendous. Yeah. I've done it myself. It yeah. is horrendous. But that's not a reason. Yeah. You know, that's not a, it, it's a bit like the the, the, the the thing on the back of a packet of nuts that says may contain nuts. Yeah, let's yeah. not fucking, let, let's not just go down to the level of fuckwits, right? Yep. And it's, you can't you can't make like all trousers button flies yeah. for the occasional fuckwit who zips the cock into the zip. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that. Uh, we don't want to live in a world like that, Baz. Here's another one, right? It's like on the same subject, duvet covers. Yeah. Right. Poppers. Thumbs up. Yeah. Zip. I've not seen many, but there are out there with a zip. Plastic zip. Yeah. Thumbs up. Right. Buttons. Fuck off. Why make it so difficult? There's nothing worse. The, the wife will go like, oh, can you give me a hand getting this off? I was like, has it got buttons? Like, undo the buttons, then I'm in, right? And I'll get it to the stage where the buttons need to go up and you're on your own. So I'm not fucking doing that because you've bought one that's got buttons on <laughs> instead of ones that's got little press studs, which are dead quick to do. And also, on quilts, the general quilt covers, they're generally those ones where you have to put it inside rather than just pop straight through. No, no, just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like no, it's just fiddly as fuck. There's no need. 
There's no need. It can't cost more to put press studs and it, 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 than it is to put buttons and buttonholes. And if it is, it's negligible because I, I just I'm not having it. I'm not having it. It's just like it's just it just makes it overly complicated, and I don't like it. I uh, I had a court cover years ago that had Velcro on it. That was horrendous because it used to make noises all through the night. Ah, so do you, Baz? I've slept near you. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. <laughs> Most people who don't sleep near me know about that as well. So, <laughs> well, I think after we've established that, like you just you generally don't like buttons, I think we should move on to something that's a little bit uh, a bit more hard and fast. Sex on the beach should remain a drink only. So, only people. And this is any form of sea seafront as well. Uh, anybody who's ever tried it will know it's it doesn't end well. It's a, it's a little bit like we spoke about before about the beach is a shit place to go for a swim. But it's even worse when you when you when you want to put your uh, your man vegetables on show and uh, a bit of the ham sandwich as well. So it's it's <laughs> the ham sandwich. Well, this is a TikTok thing now, isn't it? <laughs> you must have seen the ham sandwich on TikTok. I, I I'm not on that side of TikTok. Buzz. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So this is oversharing. Um, I've once done it on a Cypriot beach, which was largely volcanic rock. It ended oh. up, yeah. It ended up uh, with scrapes and cuts and open wounds, even without hazards of uh, of that nature, Baz. Um, I just think it's like there's a couple of things. It's like one, it's just like nobody wants to be walking down the beach for a romantic hand in hand. Uh, you know, uh, last night of the holiday, listening to the waves crash against the beach and see your pale ass bouncing up and down. Do you know what I mean? No one wants to see that anyway. So it's not just the fact that it's you're effectively rubbing sandpaper on your most sensitive parts. It's the fact that yet nobody needs to see that either. The thing is, it's, it, it's such a romantic notion as well. But the mm. reality is, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's bollocks. In the sea's all right, though. I've done it in the sea. Okay. Well, no one can see what you're doing. <laughs> But it's just the whole thing, isn't it? There's obviously still sand which wafts around in seawater, although obviously less. But yeah, it's all right. It's all right it in the sea. Probably puts a new, a new tilt on uh, having crabs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you said that like, sex on the beach should remain a drink. You're absolutely right. And it is actually quite a good one as well. Yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> we, run an all in- we run an all-inclusive um, in, um, in Corfu over the summer. And, you know, it was one of those where you've got, like, um, all the local spirits are free, the beer's free, and then there was, like, three or four cocktails that are free. And uh, the cocktails were a pina colada, a sex on the beach, and another two. that or A blue, somewhat with blue curacao and curacao, yeah, yeah. shit, yeah. And, um, and so uh, sex on the beach is, like, brilliant for, like, during the day. It's like having a sunny delight that gets you pissed. It's brilliant. Do you want to do a quick bonus one? Yeah. Aren't some cocktail names fucking ridiculous? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I think, do you know what? I think, I think with uh, with cocktails though, it's um, it's part of the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it is part of the thing, and it's um, yeah. I, I always remember that um, um, my parents are divorced, and when my dad used to come and pick us up on a Saturday to take us out, he'd take us to this American diner. Um, I think it was in Altrincham near the ice rink. 
to use the techers there as well. So, sorry, say so that again. Say that again. That's such a nice phrase. What? It's near Altrincham, near the ice rink. Yeah, you get really Manchester when you say that. <laughs> Do you know what? I've noticed that um, my wife says that. When it's, I think it's the A sound, so like ice, ice. It's like party as well. She yeah. says I sound very mank. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're in this American diner uh, in Altrincham. And I always remember from seven or eight years old or whatever, there was a cocktail list. And one of the cocktails was called slow, comfortable screw up against the wall. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I would ask my dad to explain that. You've never seen... You've never seen my dad feel so fucking uncomfortable in his entire life as when his seven-year-old son asked him to explain why that cocktail's called slow, comfortable screw up against the wall. Do you think it's to give it, like, an adult edge? Because, you know, they're, they're adult drinks and sort of shy away from children. I don't know, but it's definitely... Um, I mean... Naming cocktails has, has always obviously just been a quicker way of going, oh, could you do me a drink with um, lime juice, um, yeah. lime juice, vodka, you know, gin, blah, 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 and come out with all the ingredients. So it's obviously done that. But, yeah, in terms of the uh, the, the weird names, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it was always a thing, wasn't it? It became a yeah. thing like uh, that it was like you know, weird cocktail names. But, yeah, it's like Sex on the Beach is one. It's like screwdriver. Just screwdriver. Yeah. That's fucking lazy. You know what a screwdriver is? Go on. Vodka and orange. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, so here's a weird thing uh, that I've only found out really, you know, I'm 55 and I've only found out recently that every combination of drinks, whether it is just vodka and orange or you know, whatever, they've all got cocktail names. Oh, really? Yeah, so this, my favourite drink, is a Cuba Libra, which is just... Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, but, but obviously that's the more common one. But yeah, every combination of drinks has a cocktail name. Ah, here's a fact about cocktails. Uh, it's probably not what people tuned in for, but here we go. <laughs> they didn't tune um, in for half of it, Mike. To be yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, we're, we're near the end now anyway. No, no fuckers listening. No, no one's got this far through it, have they? Um, anyway. Um, you know, I will. Mo- you, know, you know that, yeah, <laughs> me too. You know that um, most cocktails have got lime juice in, even if I'm... it's just a squeeze of lime. Okay, most yeah. cocktails have got lime juice in. Like, it might just be a quarter of a lime squeezed into it. And that is because... Um, Apparently, if there's a certain number of alcohol things, there needs to be a certain number of non-alcohol things. And it's just basically to put an ingredient into a cocktail to oh. make it legal. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So they, so they could put lime juice on the ingredients list. Ah. And quite often it is just literally a quarter of a lime, they squeeze it and that's it. Job done. So that's all we've got time for. Thanks again, Baz, for your time. Cheers. Um, I've enjoyed chatting shit with you again. Um, <laughs> So, um, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll uh, we'll see you again next time. See you later, Mike. Yeah. Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know. Probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. They can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MildlyPod, or. If they want to get hold of us, they can email us at mildlypodcast at gmail.com or they can go to the website, which is daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast.